Hear that? It's the sound of someone whacking the ground with a rake. Specifically, they're beating around the bush, which we've done enough of in this ad too, so let's get right to it. The new moneymaker scratch-off from the Ohio Lottery doesn't beat around the bush. Money maker. Play the game and you could win money, up to $2 million. With more than $88 million in prizes, ranging from $50 to $500, Moneymaker cuts right to the cash. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Play responsibly. Today is Tuesday, May 19th, 2020. On this day in 2015, notorious thief Brian Reeder was arrested in connection with one of the largest burglaries in English history. Welcome to Today in True Crime, a ParCast original. Due to the graphic nature of today's crimes, listener discretion is advised. Extreme caution is advised for listeners under 13. Today we're covering the capture of 76-year-old Brian Reeder, who was arrested after stealing 14 million pounds worth of jewelry and cash from a safe deposit box facility. Let's go back to London in the early hours of the morning of May 19th, 2015. Brian Reeder woke up early that day. He yawned and shuffled to the stove, where he put on a pot of tea. For a while, everything was calm, just the way he liked it. He'd been living on the edge for over 50 years. It was nice to have some peace. But even in the quietest moments, Reader was ready for trouble. After all, it had only been six weeks since he and five other elderly men had pulled off a history-making heist. Though he'd cut and run in the middle of the job to ensure he got away clean, he worried the law would catch up with him soon. So he wasn't too surprised when the police suddenly showed up at his door on May 19th. He didn't put up a fight as they dragged him away. How could he? He was 76 years old. He could hardly make it to his mailbox without wheezing. Even so, Reader cursed under his breath as the authorities took him to the station. He never should have gotten involved in the Hatton Garden burglary. Thieving wasn't as simple as it used to be. Now there were cell phones, complicated alarms, and those damn touchscreens. It had sounded almost poetic when he and his old mates had planned it out. One last big job. He thought he had nothing to lose. But as usual, he was wrong. At the station, detectives informed him they'd rounded up almost all of his crew, all of them elderly except for his son, Paul. Reader snorted at the absurdity. Paul had never committed a crime in his life. He'd raised the boy right. The police disagreed. They shoved a stack of phone records in Reader's face, as if he could even read them without his glasses. It was just another technological mix-up. Reader didn't have his own cell phone, so he'd used his sons to plan the job and contact his associates. All the surveillance in the world and the authorities still managed to grab the wrong guy. 
But as readers soon learned, the cops knew more than they let on. They'd been listening to his friends' conversations for weeks. The idiots had been caught on tape talking openly about the burglary, calling it the biggest robbery in the world, and cursing Reader by name for running away in the middle of it. In the coming weeks, Reader heard a dozen of the recordings police had obtained. They subjected him to more than an hour of inane, rambling banter in which the foolish old men and his crew talked about buying a monkey with their ill-gotten spoils. By that time, the arrests had made headlines around the world. Reader saw his face plastered across the front pages of every major paper. In France, they were known as the Granddad Gang, while back in Britain they were called the Diamond Geezers, the Dad's Army, or the Old Blaggers. Reader had to admit it was pretty funny. The whole scheme had been ludicrous. That's what had attracted him to it in the first place. A bunch of washed up old thieves going out to prove they still had their stuff. It had been fun getting back in the game. When they'd sped away from the safe deposit building with millions of pounds, he felt the thrill of being young again for one last moment. But he knew it was never just about escaping with the cash. You had to stay gone, fly under the radar, and the more ambitious the job, the more important it was to keep your trap shut. Of course, the years had taught him patience and acceptance, too. They could put him away if they liked, but it wouldn't be so bad. As Reader sat in the courtroom after his arrest and listened to the jury sentence him to six years in prison, he smiled. It was a fitting end to a story worthy of a movie. Coming up, we discuss Brian Reader's role in the largest burglary in the history of England. Now, back to the story. On May 19, 2015, 76-year-old thief Brian Reader was arrested in connection with the Hatton Garden safe deposit burglary. Reader, along with five other elderly men, broke into the safe deposit building six weeks earlier. The crew absconded with around 14 million pounds in jewelry and cash, the equivalent to around $17.5 million. Reader was the mastermind behind the heist and planned for weeks to infiltrate the basement facility. He decided to strike over Easter weekend when the surrounding businesses would be closed. On the day of the job, the Diamond Geezers, as they came to be known, disabled the elevator in the Hatton Garden Safe Deposit Building. Then they climbed down the shaft to the basement and breached concrete walls that were over a foot thick. The thieves used an industrial power drill, angle grinders, and crowbars to bore holes in the concrete until it was possible to climb through and access the safe deposit boxes inside. But after more than an hour of drilling, the gang ran into a problem. The tools they'd brought weren't going to cut it. Beyond the concrete was the solid steel backside of a safety deposit box. They would somehow need to push this aside. The realization caused a protracted argument among the thieves. 
two of them, Reader and a man named Carl Wood, eventually decided the payoff wasn't worth the risk. The longer they spent on the job, the greater the chance that someone would hear the whirring and pounding of the power tools. The rest of the crew disagreed. They stood to make a killing, and the plan was still salvageable. They just had to go back home and get more tools. After all, they were about to make history, and this was possibly the last job they would ever pull. In the end, Reeder and Wood refused to be swayed. They split in the middle of the heist, leaving the other four members of the gang to pick up new tools and try to break through the wall again. After several more hours, the steel was breached. The old men climbed inside the vault and made quick work of the safe deposit boxes. They ended up cracking open 73 boxes, storing the loot in gigantic trash bins on wheels. Then, without being spotted, they rolled the garbage cans out of the building and made off with over $17 million, the largest burglary in English history. Police were initially baffled by the scene. Among the shattered concrete and discarded debris, several heavy-duty tools had been left behind, completely free of fingerprints or hair fibers. It was clearly an organized job conducted by a group of experienced professionals. However, their experience became their downfall. The old men were known thieves and therefore climbed to the top of the suspect list. After bugging the phones and cars of their suspects, police quickly got more than enough evidence to convict them. Though they clearly knew how to steal, the old men were not as careful once they were away from the scene of the crime. Recordings caught them all but admitting to have pulled off the job and patting each other on the back for reliving their youths. In the end, all six of the diamond geezers pleaded guilty and were sentenced to prison. Brian Reeder was meant to serve a six-year sentence, which his lawyer said would likely mean he'd be in prison for the rest of his life. He was released after three years. In the tapes released by police, one of the culprits had claimed, if we get nicked, at least we can hold our heads up that we had a last go. Perhaps in the end, it was all worth it to the men. They proved beyond the shadow of a doubt that thieving isn't just a young man's game. Thanks for listening to Today in True Crime. I'm Vanessa Richardson. Today in True Crime is a ParCast original. You can find more episodes of Today in True Crime and all other ParCast originals for free on Spotify. Not only does Spotify already have all of your favorite music, but now Spotify is making it easy for you to enjoy all of your favorite ParCast originals, like Today in True Crime, for free from your phone, desktop, or smart speaker. To stream Today in True Crime on Spotify, just open the app and type Today in True Crime in the search bar. At ParCast, we're grateful for you, our listeners. You allow us to do what we love. Let us know how we're doing. Reach out on Facebook and Instagram at ParCast and Twitter at ParCast Network. We'll be back with a brand new episode tomorrow in True Crime. 
Today in True Crime was created by Max Cutler and is a ParCast Studios original. It is executive produced by Max Cutler, sound designed by Juan Borda, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Carly Madden, and Freddie Beckley. This episode of Today in True Crime was written by Terrell Wells, with writing assistance by Abigail Cannon. I'm Vanessa Richardson. 